let's talk about sex. Welcome back to Sexy Marriage Radio. I'm Dr. Corey Allen. And in just a few minutes, I'm going to be joined by some really good friends of mine. But before that, I want to say thank you to the listeners and to those of you that take time out of your day. And however you may take that time to listen to the show, you are what makes Sexy Marriage Radio happen. So you honor us by taking time out and trying to speak into your married life and your sex life. Because once again, married life is where the best sex is happening. And we want to try to do everything we can to improve that and make it as spectacular as can possibly be while we're here on Earth. And if you want to give any kind of feedback or questions to the show, feel free to send an email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And also, please jump on iTunes, leave any kind of comments. Uh, Five-star ratings help us climb the charts in the sexuality category and help us spread the word. And today's show, I have a couple of really good friends, Mr. Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo of One Extraordinary Marriage. And they are been around podcasting and speaking into the marriage world longer than I have with Sexy Marriage Radio. And they have really created a great mission and a great audience of those people just trying to make extraordinary relationships out of the ordinary. And so, Tony and Elisa, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, Corey. So, now that we've been around for a while, we've known each other for quite a while. I mean, we just we stumbled onto each other just in the blogging world, you know, however many years ago that was. And yeah, I think it's probably three plus years ago. Uh, it probably is. And yeah. and one of the things that's that's always been um, that's great of what you guys bring to the table is the fact that we get a, a, a glimpse behind closed doors, if you will, since it's a married couple doing a show together, whereas Sexy Marriage Radio, you know, was Gina and I that represented a lot of married life, but not marriage together to each other as, as separate hosts. So mm-hmm. one of the things I would love to hear from you guys in, in your journey of One Extraordinary Marriage is what are some of the main things you see are, are hang-ups or issues couples face, even you guys face and I face, in just navigating this world called married life? Go ahead. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, I, I start, think, let's start real specific. Here you go. You know, yeah. it's simple. Yeah. You know what? I think the biggest area that many of us, and Elise and I included, and we, and we say this almost weekly on our show, it's emotional intimacy, okay. that communication. And, you know, many of us have our hangups with communication in the sense that we're not sure how to approach our spouse, especially when it comes to sex. Um, you, you know, we get very frustrated about what's happening in our sex lives so we get we get clammed up and we're not sure how to express ourselves okay Uh, we hear that a lot and it's something that elise and i talk to a lot about and that with our couples is you know what instead of trying to talk about that right at the moment let's take a couple steps back and let's have these conversations you know over coffee when the kids are gone and we want to explore something new. Let's talk about that well before we even hit the marriage bed. And that way we're at least on the same wavelength when we get there. So communication is a big one for sure. So you would say that um, lots of the times we approach this conversation when we're not at our best. (laughs) 
Well, I think what happens, you know, a lot of people don't talk about sex and until the moment. Right. And then they want to try something new or something's not working and it turns into this big emotional upheaval in their marriage where they could do themselves a lot of good by talking about sex outside of the moment okay. in, in a neutral place because I think the marriage bed for a lot of couples, um, there's a lot wrapped up into it. There's a lot of expectation and anticipation and desire, but because they haven't verbalized that, it, it rolls into this you know place that can potentially be a place of hurt and disappointment. Mm -hmm. Whereas if they have those conversations about sex outside of the bedroom in a neutral time, then when they get to their marriage bed, things have already been worked out or talked about or they've got a plan that they can implement. And so it really takes a lot of that expectation uh, out of the equation. Okay. And that's, and that's great because my definition of the word expectation is planned disappointments. Mm. So it's one of those that, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I have this expectation of what's going to happen when I get in bed with my wife tonight. And <sighs> it's not most likely not going to happen to exactly right. the way I expect it. And that doesn't mean it sucks or it's bad. It just means it's not what I was expecting. And so therefore we have trouble recovering from that. Uh -huh. And, you know, we get wounded or frustrated or, you know, all the different stuff that you mentioned of the baggage that comes back in. Right. It can, that can really trip things up. So you guys also, I know from the thing I, when I think of Tony and Elisa, what I come to, what immediately drops to mind is the idea of the different levels of intimacy or the different types of intimacy that you guys have kind of fleshed out mm -hmm. in, in your book stripped down. And, yep. and a lot of the podcasts you guys have done and a lot of the speaking you've done. So mm -hmm. let's, let's cover some of those because that's some of the things that we haven't really explored to great depth as far as fleshing them out. And we don't have to get them all, but let's, let's get the listener just an idea of, okay, here's, here's some of the different things. So I, I, when I say, hey, I want to be intimate, you know, what does that really mean? Because <laughs> there's, there's lots of different things that could be going on. Sure. Yeah. And, and it, it, you're, you're, you got it spot on. Intimate, intimacy. Folks honestly just go right to sex. Right. And that's one of them for sure. Uh, I covered one of the other is emotional intimacy. There's intellectual intimacy. There's financial intimacy, spiritual intimacy. There's recreational intimacy. And then we have the last one, which is our physical and sexual intimacy. So six different forms of intimacy really make up that word right. intimacy. Right. And, and so each one of those, we need to be working on them in our marriage. Okay. And it's going to happen at different times. Right. You know, sexually, you may be hitting on all cylinders, but financially, there's an undercurrent that is really putting a wedge between you two. You know, you may be hitting it spiritually, personally, but spiritual intimacy with your spouse isn't really where you want it to be. So that's an undercurrent. So Elise and I look at all six forms of intimacy and go, okay, where are you in there and what is working and what isn't right now? Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things too that we stress with our couples is that you're not gonna be working on all six at the same time. Right. <laughs> With, with 24 hours in a day and jobs and families and things like that, you have to, you know, there will be those natural cycles where things are just going along well in a couple of the forms and you recognize the fact that, 
oh, this is an area that's kind of dropped off. We need to, you know, boost this one up. We need to spend more time here. Maybe it's recreational intimacy. You've stopped doing things together. And you need to, you know, plan those date nights, plan, you know, a hike around the park or a walk along Main Street, you know, just window shopping, things like that, just so you're spending the time together, you know, because you've sensed that disconnect. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that's what's interesting is because I, I would I'd venture the guess that you would say, all of those levels of intimacy feed off of one another. That oh yeah. That when one's going well, but another one's not, that will eventually spill over into that one that's going well. And and so the more you can flesh out, okay, I'm feeling pretty good in this area, this area, and this area, but not really. I hadn't thought about it in this one. Mm-hmm. So right, and that's the time when you, you 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 know you're able to sit with your spouse and go, you know what? We're honing in on sexual intimacy right now. We're, we we finally have overcome some of our hangups. We've been able to talk about some of those dreams and desires we want to do in our bedroom and we're, we're accomplishing those. But really now we, we really need to look at our financial intimacy. Or we really need to look at spending more time together, not in a sexual sense, but in a recreational way. Let, you know, let's get out without the kids. Let's go paddle boarding. Let's, let's do those things that we did before kids that really just made our hearts sing. Right. And let's go do them together, whatever that may be. You know, for Elise and I, before kids, hiking was a big thing. So when we get the opportunity to get away sometimes and just go for walks or hikes, you know, it, it sort of brings us back to that time of, wow, when we used to accomplish these really cool trips together. Um, and we live in San Diego, so um, we're trying to get out a little bit more on the water. And we're not big surfer people, but we, we tried to. Uh, paddleboarding. We're going to try to do some tandem kayaking. You know, it just allows us to connect at a different level and, you know, allow everything else to just sort of fade away for those, those moments that we're out there on the water or out hiking. Right. Well, that's, that's, that's kind of that idea of, of keeping first things first. Mm -hmm. the, yep. They keep it, keeping the important things as important when it's so easy to get it replaced by the immediate. Yep. Yes. And, and I would say, I mean, my experience is as a, you know, as a therapist and then just in the, in the simple marriage world and sexy marriage radio world that it's so easy to get that flipped to where you're just other priorities take, take precedence. And then, and then you start, you, you turn around months later, a year later and wonder, man, my marriage is just stinks. What's going oh, yeah. on? And well, hello, you know, first things aren't first anymore. And so it is, it is kind of an intentionality, and that's, that would be another thing I think you guys bring regularly is just being intentional about mm -hmm. what you're doing, who you are, who you're doing, what you want to do with, that yeah. kind of stuff. And I just want to give the listeners just a little, little background of who we are, though, too. Elise and I, we've been married 17 years. We have a 10 and a 7-year-old. We, we own our own business. So we get the days of what's happening in life. Right. We get it. We got kids that are playing football and doing trampoline, tumble and cheer. We have things that are going on in our lives. We do not sit on a mountaintop and preach from it and go, everything is beautiful. We're wonderful. And you're messed up. No, we're <laughs> messed up too at times. <laughs> we got things going on in our lives that we share weekly on our one extraordinary marriage show. And I just want you guys to know that. I mean, we, we speak from the heart and we deal with these issues just like you do. There are times 
when we mess up so much that we have to step back and go, you know what, we're not being intentional. We are living for right now for the moment. We are just trying to put out fire after fire after fire, stressed out. We've been there, but we do believe in intentionality because that's what brings us back to center for us, where we go, okay, what do we need to do to get back to where we were? And it may take us a couple of days just to, to flush through some stuff, but it really comes back to that communication, that emotional intimacy, where Elise and I approach each other and go, we sort of messed up here a little bit. So let's so, take a step back. So real quick, a, a, a deeper peek behind closed doors. Who, which one yeah. of you is the first one to notice that most often to, to, and bring it to the other's attention? I don't know that it's it's either one of us does it first. I think it really depends on the circumstances and, and what the situation has been. Uh, what's happened over the evolution of our marriage and as we've worked on all of these different intimacies is that we don't allow things to fester anymore. We're not sweeping things under the rug. It's okay. okay we both recognize that something happened here and. Case in point, I used to be a classic shutdown. Like when things didn't go well, I was upset. I was, you know, we were in the middle of a confrontation or something. I would, Tony likens it to um, our power outages here in California where I would just like, you know, power down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nothing happening. And I turn off and I would just, I would be like emotionally blank. I wouldn't give him any type of feedback, response or anything like that. And we've, through all of the work that we've done on ourselves and the things that we share with our audience at One Extraordinary Marriage, we've gotten to the point where that doesn't happen anymore. We're able to sit down and say, okay, this situation happened. We had an argument. We had an issue with the children. We had an issue with the business. What, what are we going to do moving forward? Because we're not going to get stuck in this. We're not going to beat each other over the head with it in two weeks saying, well, remember when you did or, well, you're not doing this. You know, all of those constant he said, she said things. Right. We've stopped doing that because we realize that that's not anything that's going to grow our marriage. That's just going to tear us apart. And so we choose to live in the place where, like you said, we are intentional. It is one of our hallmarks. And we are constantly growing and moving forward. And I like that idea of moving forward. Because it's mm-hmm. so easy to get bogged down and kind of lose your way and then get focused on what didn't go right or what somebody did or didn't do. And, and you're harboring all this stuff and your, and your spouse is sitting there totally clueless to what's really frustrating you and making you so mad. And then when they do something and you just – it's this volcanic eruption. You're like, where did that come from? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what is that? But it's all that pent-up stuff. And so it is right. – there is an, an amazing – what pressure relief valve from just living in the moment and, and letting mm-hmm. the people you care most about know how you're doing and what's going yeah. on. And then yeah. more importantly, I would think modeling, you can handle yourself in those situations. You know, I, yeah. I can be upset with my spouse, but not mm-hmm. go overboard with it. Right. And we share all the time with our audience that, you know, your spouse does not have ESP, no matter how much you think they do. Yep. They really don't, you know, I I tell specifically when I'm speaking to women, if he happens to figure out something that you're thinking, that's a complete fluke. Doesn't mean he has ESP. It just means that at this particular point in time, he got it right. Right. The rest of the time, you have to share your feelings. And, And that goes for both men and women, that you have to share what's going on inside of you, because otherwise you do get those volcanic eruptions. 
or the silent treatment or, you know, what, however you choose to act out. And that's not healthy. And it doesn't, it's not good for the two of you. But also, if you do have children, what are you modeling for them? What's going to be the legacy for your children and for your grandchildren as far as what marriage looks like and what the priorities are and how mom and dad handle stresses in marriage? Mm-hmm. That's good. So in, as, as you think about when, you, when we're talking about this idea of just married life and married sex, if uh, we've probably already covered this to a degree, but what would be one or two, if you had a chance to speak to an audience of people that are just, you know, robotic through life, routine, monotonous, wondering why in the world is my life unfolding the way it's unfolding, and they're clueless to the, you know, the factors of how they play into that. What would be the one or two takeaways you would want to impart if you had a chance to speak into them? So just wake well, up. When it comes to, well, when it comes to sexual intimacy, it's been the, the hottest topic uh, for us and for our, when I say for us, for our marriage and for the one family, it's the intimacy lifestyle. Okay. And that is we schedule sex. Okay. We schedule sex. But what about and, that? That means it's not spontaneous there, Tony. You can't do oh, that. Okay, there's that word, spontaneous. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants spontaneous sex. Let me ask you, how often are you having good spontaneous sex? <laughs> and if you're saying once a month, well, I'm having it eight times a month. So let's let's move on on that one. <laughs> wow, scoreboarding. No. I like it. That's good. No, it's not a scoreboarding. It's, it's, it is spontaneous, and it can be spontaneous. Right. Um, for those for those of you who are going, well, what's that? I'm gonna I'm gonna direct you to uh, episode 140. Um, you can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com/slash/scheduling-sex, and I'll take you right there. You'll learn everything about it. Elise and I have been doing it for three plus years now. Mm-hmm. But I will have to say this is one of the biggest areas in our lives that has allowed us to break down a ton of walls. And I've seen it with so many, so many marriages that when they've been able to come together and talk about scheduling sex, and here's a quick rundown for you folks, just real quick. Elise and I agree that we're gonna have sex two times a week. On Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday, I have to initiate on one of those days. I won't say have to, you get the, you get the choice. Yes, I get the honor <laughs> of initiating. It's not an honor. <laughs> no, it's not an honor. Seriously. But it is an honor to initiate. On Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, Elisa has the opportunity to initiate. And the reason we did this is because I'm high desire, she's low desire. I was always initiating and getting turned down. I wanted to be pursued. I wanted her to understand my advances. And so we just started working through this and it has worked out. And I mean, it, it, we can unpack a ton of stuff when it comes to this, Corey. And I know you've talked about initiating on your show and what that looks like for different couples. Right. You know, for some, hey, your wife may just rub up against you right before dinner. Right. You know, she may come up to you and just whisper in your ear. She may just, nuzzle in onto your neck and kiss it. That's her way of initiating. For others, they may come bounding out of the closet in a lingerie outfit. That's pretty clear signal start... there. Yeah, yeah, it's clear. <laughs> but it's different. And and we yeah. have to learn that of our spouses. Yeah. Lisa's the type who's is more the the first. It's it's very 
mellow. It's just, it's very undercurrent. It's there. I have to really pick up on her cues. She's not just bounding out. So that's something that, I mean, I believe has impacted our marriage in many ways, allowed us to open up in many different ways from that emotional to the, to the spiritual, to the sexual. And we have many listeners in our one family who have taken it on and have seen a huge change in their lives and in their marriage because sex isn't a, a, a vice grip that they're holding over each other, that they're using as a pawn, but they're using it in a very healthy way in their marriage and it allows them to explore much more. Well, because it's not just about sex. You know, people hear when we say talk about scheduling sex and the impact that that can make on your marriage. But because we have sex so frequently, we talk about sex. Mm -hmm. And so it's not this elephant in our marriage going, oh, well, you know, will we, won't we, you know, we've been able to explore our likes and desires. And so we talk about that. We've been able to bring a spiritual component to it. And so it's all of the, it, through this choice that we made to schedule sex in our marriage, to engage in the intimacy lifestyle, we've been able to very much, like you said earlier in the show, work on all of those different intimacies mm -hmm. because they're all wrapped together. And when you become intentional about any area of your marriage, you're going to see that area flourish. But it's making that choice to become intentional about our marriages because, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, when you do things haphazardly, you're never, you know, it could go any which way. Right. But when you're intentional and you say, you know, you were talking about priorities and you say, I've got my priorities in straight. It's God first, my marriage second, kids, and then everything else. Then you're setting yourself up for success mm -hmm. because everything else will take care of itself if those top two priorities are in order. Sure. And especially then when tragedy or major crises come along and those do get out of whack because they're going to. Absolutely. It, but oh, you've, yeah. you've modeled, hey, wait, I, you know, it's, I, I'm thinking of as, as a husband, like when my wife six years ago lost her father to brain cancer, mm -hmm. but she had modeled a lot of where I was in her world before mm -hmm. that. And so when there was that long time of, you know, 13 months from diagnosis to when he passed, where she was gone a lot because she was getting every moment possible with him. Sure. And it's when I could sit there and say, come on, what are you doing? But it's like, no, no, no. I realize the situation here that I do yeah. need to take a back seat because that's not priority right now. And it mm -hmm. allows for you to, I think, live life on life's terms better right. and, and see it as we are a team. We can still support each other. Sure, I will pick up and, and help out a little more here with this or a little more here with that where normally that'd be kind of what she would do or, and mm -hmm. it, so it is just that teamwork idea. And, and that's oh, yeah. what, that's what you guys have brought to the table for, for me with this show. And then the, the ones you guys do is, is you do kind of see the behind the scenes, you know, it's behind the curtain a little bit of, of, of how it can work mm -hmm. because. Oh, oh yeah. It's a little bit more than just behind the curtain. Uh, that, <laughs> that is true. I've, I've listened to some of those more like, Whoa, okay. We see yeah. what's going on in their household today. It, yeah. But hey, that's that's good. That's real life. I mean, that's 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 one of those that that's just what we all face when we're not on the air. You know, you you still have life to deal with, and it doesn't just happen like the movies. Right. It, it doesn't, <laughs> and that has always been our goal from from the onset: is be transparent, open, and honest. And it not only helps you guys out there, but it helps us. Yeah. It makes us realize that, you know what? 
hey, there are times when we mess up and sometimes our listeners will call us on it and it's totally okay. You know what, we learn, we grow. More importantly though, is that we're out here just trying to help folks understand that marriage is awesome. Marriage is amazing. It is an, a fantastic, it is a fantastic place where you can grow and your spouse can grow and you can grow together. Yeah. I, I'm telling you 17 years into this, Elisa and I are having some of the most amazing sex, some of the most amazing conversations, the most amazing connection than we've ever had. And it's because we look at each other and go, you know what, this is what it's about. Right. And so it's all attitude. It's what we say in between those years of ours, the mantras we, we give ourselves. And um, I, again, I believe marriage is awesome. And we are just huge huge proponents of and and wanting to help people realize that and that's good stuff because it's taking the chance out of things just working out okay you know you have to be intentional about about what you're doing and and who you're doing it with and what you want to be about and have those conversations because it is you know i i know i can speak for you because you just mentioned it that marriage is one of the best journeys out there (laughs) because that doesn't mean it's always great but but the, the times of great are just much better than you could possibly imagine. Well, Tony and Lisa, thank you very much for joining You're us. Welcome. And if you want more from them, head to oneextraordinarymarriage.com, and they have a wealth of information to share with you there. And so wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we hope that you make it a great one, and then we hope that you have a whole lot more sex. Talk to you again soon. Let's talk about that.